Like it's uh, it's uh, one of our strong suits of seventies movies, well, movies two thousand set in the seventies, yeah. Yeah, wow! I just yeah, realized we, we've been doing that a couple times. That's a strong suit of ours. It's like it's like very bad made horror movies mm-hmm. and seventy like two thousands movies in the seventies. Yeah, I'm not particularly fond of that era, but somehow we end up uh, reviewing movies. the a, movies. Are good from there. It's a cool time. It's a cool time. The glasses, the bell bottoms, it works. So the movie that we have to go into today is 2007's David Fincher's Zodiac. That's right. A movie that follows uh, the case that has been closed in San Francisco, but is still open in, in some other towns about the Zodiac Killer. Right. Um, a guy who killed a lot of people and didn't get caught. Um, so to ha- help us talk about that, we have Melissa here from the Drunk Dish Podcast. Melissa, Hello. Hello. I'm super excited. Yay. So, Melissa, you chose the movie. Um, is what, Had you not seen it before, or did you already know the movie? Oh, no. It's um, it's one of my husband's favorites. Oh, um, my husband is. is essentially obsessed with it. Um, oh. So, I've, <laughs> yeah, see where that I've goes. seen it a lot. <laughs> He's obsessed with the movie or the case? Um, both. Okay. We're actually both really into, um, the movie and the case. So it, it is a little hard to kind of like separate the two, which I will try and do, um, and not bring kind of real life. No, no. I mean, that's that's one of the strong suits of the movie is that it, it ends up, it's such an accurate portrayal of, of the events that happened for the most part. Right. Um, so I think to, I think if you wanted to bring in the real case, it would actually be perfect because, uh. Uh, no, it's a nice little compare and contrast of like if the filmmakers got it right, because uh, there's there are a lot of films that do embellish like certain aspects. Like we always talk about, remember the Titans and how oh yeah the the white guy on defense didn't get into a car accident until like three years after the, like the championship game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I that love poetic license. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, creative <laughs> liberties. Yep. So uh, yeah, any we are more than happy to talk about the actual case and anything you can uh, teach us about that. Yep. Uh, what is it that you guys really enjoy about the the movie and the case? Um, I mean, the case is just I I am a pretty big fan of true crime as it is. Sure. Um, and the case, obviously, anything that's been unsolved for that long and at this point will probably never be solved is super interesting. Right. Um. In any cases that took place kind of in the 60s and 70s before police precincts had a way to kind of communicate with each other um, tend to be super interesting, too, because there's so much overlapping information that they just don't have. You can really see why something like that would have gone on for so long and nobody would have known, which I think uh, Fincher highlights really well in the movie. Um, And yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of David Fincher. Um, I'm sure I'll geek out a bunch <laughs> during this. Uh, we hope so. <laughs> I think he's I think he's been in our director's tournament twice. Yeah. But he hasn't gotten the respect or love he's deserved. Yeah, so every year we have a we hold like a like a March Madness style bracket with like different directors and um and we kind of put them against each other and compare their movies until we end up with one uh director that reigns above the rest. Mm. Um and you know, we we've We've gotten Scorsese on top, uh, Spielberg, and then Tarantino. Tarantino won this year. Yeah. So, you know, if yeah. we if we do a few, enough uh, Fincher movies, maybe he might rise up in the ranks this year. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, to your point, definitely one thing that the movie highlighted early on, in, the, in like, the first hour even, was how poorly the precincts were, were able to communicate with each other. These, like, you know... Uh, <clears throat> Some uh, the San Francisco precinct had to call these guys, and they had to call those guys, and then even at the end, like uh, yeah. Robert had to visit this person and go across town to visit that one two hours away, and it, it yeah definitely the lack of communication is something that also like oh we don't have a fax machine yet like right. oh, we gotta send you this in the in the mail like these are all things that nowadays uh, aren't issues at all, and I would like to think that if the Zodiac Killer would uh, try to pull this shit now. 
uh, we would have oh. a much better chance of finding him. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because he doesn't seem very smart. <laughs> right. No, yeah, exactly. Right. He, he wasn't great at killing people. <laughs> Yeah, so many. Yeah, he tried so many times to be so mediocre at killing people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah, like when he killed, like the the Fourth of July murders, when he like shot them like forty times, it seemed out more of a like accident than it did seem out of like purpose. Yeah, then he came back, shot the the guy again, and he still yeah. survived. Yep. So, so yeah, not the best shot. Um, and then yeah, no, was... I mean he fucked him up real good, but that's yeah. true. Yeah. He, he has a hard time killing men, it seems. Does Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is weird. I feel like our anatomy's not that different. No. You know? Unless he just focuses also, on the girls too much. Also, the guy was... The the first guy, uh, uh, Medic Gru, I think was his last Medic. name. Michael Meju. Meju, yeah. yeah. He was, like, two inches away from the gun... Like the gun barrel, he should yeah. have been dead real quick. He should have been one shot to the head. Well, well, the weird thing about that, so it's weird in the movie, and they touch on it, but also in the real case, was he was wearing an obscene number of layers. Oh, oh, oh in July, things. yeah, yeah, and no one knows why to this day. And uh, interviews with him, he's just kind of like, yeah, I was uncomfortable with my body, so I just wore a lot of layers. I oh. actually, um, I actually re- relate to that <laughs> insanely close. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I don't know if that had anything to do with why he lived. I mean, he definitely, Zodiac definitely shot Darlene Farron way more. Yeah. Like, he definitely focused, seems to focus on the women. Yeah. It, um, and the, yeah. No, no, I was going to say, because it seemed like he, like, jumped into the back seat, and that probably was, like, what saved him a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so, but he did seem to know, um, he did seem to know Darlene, too, uh, which, uh, you know, at least based on the story, so that might have, you know, been why he focused on her. Right. But in the second killing by the lake, did he know the girl there too? Um, there's no indication that he did. Right. Um, and the indications that he knew Darlene Farron kind of go towards the fact that Robert Graysmith, who wrote the book, mm-hmm. kind of came to the conclusion that Arthur Lee Allen did it, who was played by John Carroll Lynch in the movie. Um, he came to that conclusion in the book, and, and he's never... Uh, swayed away from that but it, it uh, knowing what we know now it, it most likely was not him oh so that really? kind of breaks uh-huh. the darlene farron connection because he lived near her okay so that's interesting because by the end of the film i see even just now when i said that i realized that i had also bought into the idea that it was um arthur lee allen so what evidence is there now that suggests that it wasn't him uh dna Oh. So they tested they <laughs> the, the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, they tested the stamps on the letters that he sent. Oh, okay. Um, so either it's not him because it wasn't his DNA, or he had the foresight, and he didn't seem super smart. He had the foresight to uh, have someone else lick the stamps for him. Um, oh, knowing saliva. that in the future they would have DNA testing, which seems a little yeah, unlikely. He didn't seem to like. <laughs> Into the future kind of guy. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not and the, and it was definitely side. saliva. It wasn't like water or one of those like spongy yeah. uh, envelope liquor things. Well, I don't even think they um, used that very often back in the 60s, 70s. Well, you never saw like the little like cup of sponge like it has like glue water in it? Back then? Yeah, they had that all, all over the place. Oh, wow. Well, I, I mean, know. I have no idea. I haven't okay. looked into uh, gluey sponge production oh, dates no, or anything like that. Oh, <laughs> did I just tip my hand? And... You, you just blew this case wide <laughs> yeah, open, just, right? Yeah. <laughs> Watch it. Watch out uh, but it was definitely footage. saliva, and it's not Arthur Lee Allen. Oh, well, damn it. Even though he seems like a perfect fit. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, because there was a... I mean, it just shows. I mean, it, like, so, for example, when he was in Bob Vaughn's basement, when Robert was there, like, you... Up until he left, you would have sworn it was uh, it was one of Bob Vaughn, and then yeah. it ended up being a, a red herring. So, um, just, damn. Now the yeah. whole movie feels kind of... Uh, <laughs> Kind of silly, kind of pointless. Well, no. well, yeah. I mean, the thing I like about it, and you guys tell me if I'm talking too much. No, I talk. No, no, we want, we want you much. to talk more. Yeah, about I'm yeah. the one that drives the conversation on my Drive, podcast. Get, in so. the, get behind the wheel. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually really like, so one of the reasons, so it's based on the book that was written by Robert Graysmith, and then obviously in, in the film, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Robert Graysmith. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of getting it from an unreliable narrator. Because you know, yes. Robert Graysmith made his decision um, and and then kind of presents the evidence in a way that's like, okay, well, it can't be anybody else other than Arthur Lee Allen. 
But then when you he goes to that guy's house and he ends up in the basement, the like kind of fear and claustrophobia you're feeling obviously is done by Fincher because we're supposed to be witnessing it through Robert Graysmith's sure. right. vision and perspective. And in that moment, he's obsessed with this case. He's tired. He's lost basically everything. And he's like, oh, shit, this guy might be the Zodiac. Yeah. I'm going to get murdered right now. And that guy's just like, what's your problem? I'm just trying <laughs> to help you out. Like, well, rude. <laughs> Yeah, to that point, even when he's talking to Linda in prison, um, and she's like, "Oh, she's trying to think of the name." He goes like, "Oh, it was Rick, right?" Like, yeah, he was so he was, he was so like hard pressed for being Rick Marshall that he was like, "You're gonna say Rick. I know you're gonna say Rick. Just say Rick, so I can confirm my suspicions." Right? Because I don't think at that point he was because he was like he was all disheveled and like everything. Like you're saying, he lost everything, so he he didn't even have like Arthur Lee in his mind. Right, which yeah. is interesting because it's possible that, you know, when he's looking, or, or anybody that's involved in the case, when they're looking through all these files, they're looking through with an idea of who they want it to be. And that's going to, you know, there might be something, might have been something right there that they had missed or overseen just no. because it didn't match the story that they had in their head. And that's the whole idea between, that's that's why you need evidence, you know, and, no. and um, which is what all the cops and everyone tried to stress and that's what Robert wasn't getting, and that's why you know now we find out he's wrong. It almost it om- it's almost a testament to the um, importance of DNA evidence and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, he had. I mean, if you don't have the DNA evidence, everything points to Arthur Lee Allen. Right. Like, there's just so much. Like, and he, we already know he was a scumbag because he was mm-hmm. a pedophile. Right. We know he's a fucking weirdo. Right. Like, and what was the deal with the squirrels had- in the trailer? Yeah, fucking that, weirdo. That guy, he kept yeah. them in the fridge. Yeah, they were all over the place. Like, one was in a cage, two were hanging out. and one... Yeah, and then, like, the, the Zodiac one. Yeah. I like how they focus on him crossing his legs, though. That was like... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> no, now he's... Now it's him. Yeah. It's got... <laughs> well, yeah, I think they were showing think... off his boots. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, I think they were showing the shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's just... Circumstantial evidence is, no, yeah. is the name oh, of the game. Oh, for sure. With this, you yeah, know? they've already made their decision. Yeah, and now they're talking to this guy, and he's a freaking weirdo. Right. And they're like, oh, okay, we got him. Like, like the Zodiac Watch. It's like, yes, that's a very uh, yeah, that's very that, that's a very crazy coincidence, but it's nothing. It's nothing instant. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah like, there's so much circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Like it's hard to not think that it's him, but I, I mean, it's also really hard to think of the other scenario where, again, he had someone else lick the stamps. Or had someone else mail the letters for him. Yeah, right. he didn't seem to have like too many like close Friends. people around. Yeah. Like to even Yeah, do... no, he's a pedophile. Nobody liked him. Yeah. yeah plus... <laughs> he was off on his own. Like even his brother was like, Yeah, get this fucking dude away from me. Yeah. He thought, yeah. But uh yeah, but also the handwriting never did match him, did it? No. Yeah. Sure. So I guess the what the one piece of evidence they did have never fit. So I guess that that does make sense that, yeah. it, that it wasn't him. That, yeah, that and, and when the guy finally did say, oh, this could be him, at that point, um, he's old, he's been fired from, uh, oh, what's the, the, I can't remember the department that he worked with where he does the handwriting analysis, oh, but yeah. he's been fired for being a drunk and for mm-hmm. messing stuff up, and it's only at that point that he's like, oh, this could match, right? maybe. <laughs> but what about Michael May- Mayhew uh, identifying him at the end? What do you think, what do you think about that? I think that's because that's a conclusion that Robert Graysmith came to. Yeah. So that scene so that, might have not yeah. happened? I'm sorry, what? So you're saying that scene was like was fabricated for the movie? That's not that wasn't a... No, it did happen. It did. Um but he technically identifies too in the in the lineup. Right. Yeah, it also like also with like that it's it's kind of like unreliable like evidence it like was... you could like he could he pointed to the two guys right next to each other like like yeah, but he's like, oh, he kind of had a rounder face, so he, like he kind of wasn't a hundred percent about it, mm-hmm. right? And it was also, I think, like twenty five years later or something. Yeah, it was a long time later. Um, and Michael Majou got fucked up, mm. like he got shot in the face. So, I mean, he was in hiding for a long time. Um, so it's a bit, it's it's a bit unre- unreliable, as yeah. eyewitness, you know, usually is. Yeah, yeah. Because people remember things different ways. Um, but what's really cool about that scene at the end is that all of the actors that po- portrayed the Zodiac are in that lineup. No, yeah, super cool. right, yeah, there's like yeah. there's three other guys who are in it. They they even have them listed on IMDb as Zodiac one, two, and three. Yeah, and, and it's those actors. And it's those actors. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. 
That's a nice. Yeah. Uh, so every time, every scene with the Zodiac, uh, every Zodiac ki- killing scene, they used a different actor. Yeah, and then they yeah. put them all in the it, lineup. It's like they had the same body type, but right. they, like different faces. That's that's pretty yeah. cool. No, yeah, then it could really be anyone. Yeah, yeah. and they they um, purposefully never showed you like when a Zodiac was killing, his face was always obstructed because mm-hmm. they didn't. If the Zodiac is still out there they didn't want him to be able to see himself on screen essentially, because in his letters, he kind of pined about who was going to play him in the movie Mm, um, and all that stuff. So specifically David Fincher didn't want to put a face to him, but then they kind of say it's Arthur Lee Allen. So that's kind of thrown out the window. He was played by John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, Yeah, that, uh, yeah, exactly. But I mean, but um, was Robert, was Robert, was his theory debunked before the movie was put out or after? Um, I I want to say the DNA. Oh, I don't know when the DNA evidence came out. Right, because if it was after, if it was before the movie came out, then he'd be like, all right, he, then maybe it would, like Fincher wouldn't mind showing giving David Lee Allen a, uh, I mean, sorry, Arthur Lee Allen a um, a face because he knew it wasn't him. But if at the end it if it came out after, then yeah, to your point, um, you probably shouldn't have cast. Uh, I mean, him casting Arthur Lee Allen throws the whole thing out the window if he thinks. If he if he really believes that that was him, yeah. But I think uh, Arth- uh, Arthur died well before the movie was made, so they kind of were like, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. like they'll just kind of. Oh, okay. So yeah. if it was him, then that's why. Yeah, he wasn't like no one was going to sue would, on his behalf, never, and he would never get yeah. that satisfaction because he'd yep. be dead. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I just know I was always like, it's always a conundrum for me. Is like, do you make this book or this movie about a killer who wants that kind of glorification and attention? Right. You know? Right, which is seemingly what Zodiac wanted in the first place. Yes. Um, which I think is why he wasn't very good at killing people, because he didn't actually care about killing people. He cared about being, being recognized famous, for killing yeah. people, which is why he claimed, so many, yeah, he claimed he, all those other deaths, yeah. made all those other threats. And like with all the heavy breathing that Robert was hearing, if that was, if that hap- if that really did happen like accurately and that was Zodiac, it would make sense that you're, you want to keep tabs on the guy that's writing this book about you. You know, because yeah. it's just more I mean, Robert Graysmith does still think that it's Arthur Lee Allen. Right. Even he since the does. DNA. Well, you know, it, it took a lot. It, yeah. it took a lot to convince him that it wasn't Rick Marshall. It, yeah. uh, you know, it, it took a witness saying, giving him another name, you know. Um, does he have his family back? Do you know it? It didn't sound like it in the, uh, at the in that end credit. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think they have a relationship, but I don't think... I think his ex-wife is kind of over that. that uh, I know in an interview yeah. after the, um, he had seen the movie and he had read the script and he saw how obsessive he was. He kind of joked like, now I understand why my wife divorced me. Damn. Um, because he was insufferable. <laughs> See, I, if I was him, I would have taken it another, another way. I was like, wow, I aged well because <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal did not age like one day in those, in, in that the, entire in the movie. years that, yeah. uh, that the movie, yeah, it's true. He had the same amount of stubble, the same hair, like, I can't like even go like two weeks without having like more lost hair on the top of my head. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you think feels... Jake Gyllenhaal, anyways? I mean, he still looks the same as he, he still did looks for like that. Donnie yeah. Darko. So yeah, yeah he's yes, he does. He looks exactly the same. It, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Hair. got he got this was I guess this was pre Iron Man, so he got like oh. hit with the age stick really hard. Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like a lot of the the. Um, ticks and everything that robert downey jr kind of brought to it because i i absolutely love his performance in this movie Definitely. Yep. i adore it it's so funny the little like pauses and ticks or like when he he yells at toshi and then toski like walks towards him and he's like oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is the guy that dirty harry's based off of i'm in trouble like that little stuff is great and he right. kind of took that too like iron man yeah, yeah. Definitely. like tony stark has like those little ticks and like little pauses and stuff yeah he which i found really interesting for sure for sure yeah uh it's funny because uh Mark Ruffalo took none of the, his character to Bruce Banner. He was <laughs> something. So did David Toski? Did he end up? Uh, so I, it, they only mentioned it in passing. Did he forge Zodiac letters? Is that no. what they said? No, no. He. I think he wrote he got, about keeping the case open or something. So what? What got him taken off a of homicide? No. So there, it was. Yeah. There was. Uh, yeah, that was I want to say it was really a radio program, and someone had sent in like a fan letter about him. And about, like, Dirty Harry. And he got a kick out of it. So then he, like, jokingly wrote in, like, fake fan letters. Oh. Like, a couple. Like, two or something. 
Um, and then I don't really know why that led to him being uh, under suspicion for writing the last Zodiac letter they got. Um, but he was cleared of all charges. They they said he didn't he didn't do it. Um, and I think at that point he was just done. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, guess, I, I think guess... the case kind of wore him down. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because you could definitely you could definitely see it was surprising that uh, he still had a family at the end. Like cause I I think like. Yeah, Anthony Edwards, who who got out before it really became kind of an obsession, and while Mark Ruffalo was still there, like he was, like his his wife and his family still like stayed put while everyone else's fate uh, fell off. Well, I think that's, yeah. that's in part because of what he told uh, Robert Grayson, which is that Grayson was that it's his job, right? You know, so he's obsessed, and yes, he's like you know he's he's working all night and not spending any time with them, but. At least it's what he's supposed, not supposed to, but at least it's his job to do that. Yeah. You know, Great Smith is a cartoonist. This has nothing. He got, he, he, oh, he was a cartoonist. He lo- he lost his job and he was still doing it. So for him, it was, uh, I think, a lot more detracting from uh, his role as, as within his family as a husband and a father. Oh, for sure. I mean, Toski definitely moved on too. Yeah. Uh, like when Great Smith is coming to him and saying, I want to talk about this. I have all this information. And he's like, I've moved on. Do you know how many people get murdered in this city every day? Mm-hmm, like right. I have other murders to work on. I don't have time to be doing this. So I think that's a big part of it where he was able to kind of compartmentalize and move on. Whereas Robert Graysmith wasn't. Yeah. No, yeah it, it was like, uh, speaking of like the, how many murders, like when the Zodiac goes, I'll just start killing people and make it look like an accident. It was kind of like, Oh, like now he's being kind of a super dick. <laughs> so everything is now going to be under that suspicion to keep him like kind of keep him always in like the uh, the public mind and and you know just like uh kind of like yeah just always be a presence yeah yeah which you know it that actually does uh show a little more foresight than anything else that he's done just this idea of like implanting and imprinting in people's minds that you know it could have been him right you know, um, that, that feels like something, uh, base uh, that every other action he's taken, you know, didn't really have that kind of, uh, psychology and planning behind it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. It's a little bit of foresight for sure. I mean, he, I think he claimed responsibility for upwards of like 30 murders. Um, and they've only ever been able to confirm five. Um, and those are the three you see in the movie and the two that they don't show. Cause his first two murders, they don't, they don't show in the movie at all. Um, yeah, because like the there were no living witnesses. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So David Fincher couldn't recreate it cause there was no one to actually talk to and no one that had said, this is exactly what happened. Here's what we were wearing. Here's like what we were doing. So he didn't include those first two murders that happened. I think they happened around Christmas the previous year. Right. And they started with the July 4th uh, murders because Michael Mayhew survived. Right. So he could talk about it. Um, and then the Lake Berryessa murders, that guy survived, so he could talk about it. Yeah, was that Paul ca- Stein? Or was that no, no, David Paul Stein was the ca- The kids saw it. Like the kids. Yeah, oh, that the, was the cab driver, driver. Was the he cab died, driver. but the people in the building yeah. across the street saw it. So there were witnesses to all of the ones that Fincher recreated mm-hmm. um, because he recreated them meticulously yeah. to be about as exact as you could possibly get, which is insane to me. Yeah, and I uh, saw, like, on... Um... IMDb has like the trivia of everything, and they said that the residents of that that area where the cabbie was killed didn't want them shooting anything near them, so they had to build a set that looked exactly like that neighborhood. Oh man, yeah. And this was already like a lower budget movie as it is, but they had to like build like a, like a legit like maybe two blocks of of a neighborhood. Wow. Well, well also, if you get a chance, if you haven't already, if you um, watch any of the special features. They used a ton of computer-generated effects in this movie. Really? And you cannot tell. No. I mean, no. I, I have a really hard time with, with CG in general. If a movie's too heavily CG, I'm like, out. It takes me right out of it. Right. Um, but all the blood in it was, was computer-generated. Oh. Um, and most of the city backdrops, like when Toski's standing on the street and you can see the road stretching up behind him, that's yeah. all green-screened. Huh. Oh, wow. Um, make it look like you know 70s san francisco um the amount of work they did is insane and you can't even tell which Very is nice. like how it should be yeah right, exactly yeah, no, yeah that means they did a good job yeah yeah 
so yeah. if you read the IMDb trivia, did you see the thing about Robert Downey Jr. and how fucking insane he is? Oh, that he <laughs> uh, he wasn't used to Fincher's style. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, Fincher's yeah. very, yeah, very... Yeah, Fincher takes, like, mul- does, like, multiple takes, so apparently yeah. he hid, like, multiple jars of his own pee, like, oh, everywhere, because he's like, well, I, I'm not, like, I'm used to, like, working with people who would just kind of call cut and then, like, oh, you go to the bathroom, but it's like, Fincher would be like, okay, go again, do it again, do it again. And, and so, that was his solution? Yeah, and so he just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, you gotta go, you gotta go. I so, mean... But I guess the, so well. the the jar budget just really went through yeah. the roof. But like, think about the poor crew that was just like walking around, do to do, doing yeah. their thing, and it's like, oh, what the? Oh, it's like, a jar oh, of Jesus. pee. Cool. It's Robert's pee again. It's oh, like Downey. <laughs> Downey. <laughs> it's fucking wild to me. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, talk about unprofessional. I mean, no, I mean, he's he's kind of an odd guy. Like now, like after this whole his whole like, you know, the brat packet days mm-hmm. he's kind of been like he's, he's like kind of like a uh what's the i don't even want, i don't even know the words i'm looking for it's like he's kind of like more of a character than he is a he's person like eccentric oh yeah sure. he's like a character he's like i'll just be i'll just be wild and loose you know he's like it's like whatever but he's like he's not like a like a drug addict anymore he's just like yeah i'm just gonna be like a I'm gonna be like super zen and loose as a goose like all day like, was he a drug addict when this movie was shot no no he was done with that he was, shit. Still, he was already clean yeah yeah, this was a year before Iron Man. Right. So this was this came out two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Iron Man came out the next year. I think he was he was well on his comeback tour. Oh, okay. This, yeah. yeah. The the drug addict stuff I want to say was in the nineties because it was right after he starred in Chaplin. Yeah. I think, and that's when it all hit the fan, and he like showed up naked in someone's house or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was his... he was just like yeah. coked out of his mind. Yeah. yeah. It was his Chaplin to Alan McBeal days that really fucked him up. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. he got clean and then came back and kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And it's yep. kind of just been upward since yep. then, which is great. I yeah. love it. Good for him. And yeah, he was like, he was kind of like when he was on the, uh, on screen, I kind of felt like, I was like, are they going for a comedy right now? Like, he, well, he's <laughs> so, he's so like, funny. He's so yeah. charming, you know, and he, the way he delivers all of his lines. Like, I, I kind of expected like the, the soundtrack to be like a little lighter, like do, 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 do. Like, <laughs> like oh, like, okay. Like now it's just going to be really funny from here on out. But yeah, then it he's, got super dark. Well, his wit yeah. is always yeah. just shines through whatever role he's in, which, you know, some would say is, is good and some would say is bad, you know, cause uh, like, you know, Mark Ruffalo, he, he's Harry Toski. That like, that's yeah. his character, you know, like Jake Gyllenhaal, like he's, Robert Graysmith, that's his character. But Robert Downey Jr. is Robert Downey Jr. playing Paul Avery. Right. You know? So <laughs> but it's, for better what I think is interesting is that wasn't Robert Downey Jr. yet. No, like true. he hadn't he hadn't acted like that. And then it seems like he cemented that in this movie, and then that was just him for like it's it really gonna be him for, for all him, time now. And then he's like, Let me just do this because it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun, guys. I'm just gonna do this. Like Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like it said the original choice for Paul Avery was Daniel Craig, and that would have been a completely wow. different movie. Yeah. It would have been very like very de- like very, very dark and like down. <laughs> yeah. Downy. Yeah, very <laughs> very downy. Um Yeah. So what you mentioned before and I wanted to circle back to because you, you mentioned trivia and then you Melissa mentioned the the um using the witnesses to recreate the uh, the the murder scenes um i was watching or reading somewhere that david fincher was so good at this um that you know brian hartnell the guy that from the lake he uh when he saw the scene of you know uh, him being attacked he where where the camera cut was where he was watching that girl get stabbed and then turned his turned away because yeah. he couldn't watch anymore. Oh, man. It was the same. It was at the same moment that oh. Finch, so Fincher was able to recreate that. And he said the fact that he saw what he saw and didn't see anything that he hadn't seen, like made it more like eerie for him. Yeah. Uh, like, and more because the recreation was so faithful, which to me, but is, also, how do you watch that as a victim? Right. Yeah. yeah how do you see such a, a recreation? I, he seems so chill in all the interviews. And yeah. I'm like, both of them, and it's and it's like, wow, you wouldn't think that they'd be taking this so well. <laughs> yeah, I guess a lot of time has passed, but yeah. You know. But I mean, it's still like there's got to be like that one like wave of traumatic like like so, oh, uh, damn a little it. PTSD like, that there, right? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Um, but they were more just like, oh, great movie. I just got a little uncomfortable. Like they were pretty <laughs> <laughs> got a bit squeamish around got the middle, yeah. <laughs> and then I had to I had to turn my head away. 
right when right when I did, yeah. and then and then it was right back into it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's a good that's a good point, Melissa. I don't I I don't know if I've been through that or anything like that. Seen someone, seen a girl, seen uh seen the woman crush Wednesday get stabbed in front of me or, right. or shot next to me. I don't know if that's something I could have. Uh, I feel like I'd be a very changed man if I witnessed something that terrible. Uh, here's one thing: the uh, the woman and her baby. Oh Ooh, yeah, Ioni Sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That um, that whole thing kind of like really uh, really bothered me. That whole scene, like that whole like setup and scene. What about it? It's like, why would you stop if someone said like if like like I mean. If, I don't know. Like the, whole, the blinkers. Yeah, and... the blinkers, the whole thing. It's like, just don't stop. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. It's the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, when, uh, I, when I was first learning to drive, um, one thing that, you know, my family told me was that some, that I, this is probably just a, a, a look of uh, an urban legend, um, but that, you know, there were uh, gang initiations at, going around at the time. Where people oh, would God. flash their oh, blinkers, yeah. and then I think we, I think everyone's got everyone's that, got. It's supposed to be just an urban legend. Uh, like, yeah, we've careful, all heard this. Yeah, be yeah. careful who you flash to let through a stop sign, right? Or they know the opposite that people might flash you to <laughs> do something. Then if you like, if you respond a certain way, they'll attack you. And um, and yeah, it, I think it, if you flash them back, something yeah. like that, right? They'll like, like run you off the road or something. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. something something yeah. silly like that. Um. Now you have to make every one of those interactions as awkward as hell. Like, just constantly start waving them over. They're waving you over. It's like, no, you go, no, you go. You're right, because, like, cause, yeah, it's like, I don't it's know. been for five minutes. Like, I'm just waiting for this guy to like, get, like... Is he wearing red? I don't yeah. know if I should, you know? <laughs> You're just trying to suss him out. But it's funny, because if she, if she had heard that urban legend, you know, she would have she made it. She would have been fine. Yeah, that whole thing is kind of weird. It, it definitely is, but, I mean, it happened, no, you yeah. know? Um, most likely wasn't Zodiac, mm-hmm. Uh it really sounded to me a lot like um, there was a, a a similar kidnapping with a lady with Ted Bundy, oh. um, but that ended up being true. It was definitely him where he he took her in his car and she ended up having to jump out. Right, oh. um, had a very similar feel to me. But so it's that's even more creepy if it wasn't Zodiac. Right. Maybe there's was, this other guy that's just trying to abduct people. Yeah, right. yeah. that's just like I'm gonna kill you and then I'm gonna throw your baby out the window. Like <laughs> that's awful. No, yeah. <laughs> It kind of had like that Silence of the Lambs, like, oh, can you help me put this couch in the uh, oh, yeah. in the van, like vibe to it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeesh. Yeesh. no, I, I don't know. Like, there's something about like like driving like that. Late, like, I I would say like, well, I made it this far, I can make it to the fucking gas station, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like leave me alone, guy. And, like, just keep going. Well, who knows? He might have run her off if she hadn't, you know, if mm-hmm. she hadn't responded. But yeah. uh... I, I I agree. I, that one didn't sound very much like Zodiac. And then, uh, also to to as a credit to Zodiac's stupidity, that and several other of the crimes were things that he just read from uh, from what's the what's the name of the paper? No, the Chronicle. The Chronicle. Yeah. Um, one thing I like is that one of the crimes he took credit for, the police already had someone in custody. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. <that's> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! I think he's I, just throwing stuff at the just, wall and right, seeing what sticks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, he just sticks. he liked the game. He liked the chase of the game. Like he's just like, all right. Like I like the attention they gave me, and they like, you know, like let me see if I can get another like headline in the papers. Yeah, but I think another great thing this movie does, other than the faithful uh, recreation, is the really tight editing that yeah. Fincher's able to pull off. Oh my god, yes. Holy crap. Some of these montages should be so boring, but they're yeah. so interest they're like so fun to watch and you look back and it's like holy shit, that was like 10 minutes. Like yeah, like yeah. Uh, he he throws all structure out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't even our main character doesn't even really do anything until like an hour and a half into the movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. he's just kind of on the outskirts looking in. And then, and also the fact that, I mean, all the murders happen in like the first 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And then you have two hours of no murders in yeah. a serial killer movie. <laughs> I, right. It's almost like you wanted the movie to be more about the obsession than about the actual crimes. Right. You know? Yeah. You wanted to see I, him more. I think he did. Yeah. 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 You wanted to, like, you got like, the obsession was like the last, like, last third of the movie. But you wanted like, oh, I, I could watch like a two-hour movie of just Jill and Ho losing his mind throughout this whole thing. One hundred percent. You mean Night Nightcrawler? Yeah. 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 Him, like... Oh my god, Nightcrawler's yeah. so good. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a movie. 
since two uh, two and a half hours of Jake Gyllenhaal losing. I mean, or like, um, I think every movie is really just Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. losing his mind. Yeah. yeah, now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, it seems like a common theme. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, he becomes Mysterio. It's like, it's kind of a weird, you know, you know everything just kind of flies around. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I thought it was funny that all the uh, main leads in this movie have been in Marvel movies. Are all Marvel characters, yeah. yeah. Like Marvel's up That's... taking all of them. <laughs> They're just sucking up all of Hollywood. Um, but yeah, so I I read some... I, did I read it or did I watch it? I don't know where I got any of my information from, but I watched slash read that Fincher had everyone even read their lines really like quickly to save on runtime. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, like because yeah. he knew it was gonna be like two and a, like like two, two and, and a half, half hours long, huh. and he's like, so you say that faster to like uh to sit to like cut down on time here and there. Well, I kind of got the yeah. feeling like that's that's like newsroom speak where it's like you're or you're in the, like the the paper, so you got to be like quick, you got to be like to the point, yeah. you can't be like dilly dallying around. It's like or even like I thought I just thought that's you know that's how Robert Downey Jr. talks now. Yeah. Now that's how he talks. He's always he's like nowadays he's always fast talking. Yep. But to to think that maybe Fincher might have had something to do with that in this yeah. movie is pretty interesting. I think originally the movie was actually supposed to be produced by Sony, oh, um, but Sony told Fincher that it couldn't be any longer than two hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, because Sony and makes he was good like, decisions. "All right, peace." <laughs> uh, good for and him. And then two studios ended up backing it. It was like Warner Brothers and one of the other big studios, like both split the costs, even though it was kind of a risky, risky venture. Um, and I mean, it made, it made its money back, but it definitely wasn't a hit. Right. Yeah, it, like it, people kind of forgot about it for a while. Yeah, it did. Like it, it, it eventually made its money back. It was a, uh, I had the number. It's a $65 million movie okay. that opened at $13 million and grossed 33 through its first run. But then worldwide, it got 84 million. Okay. Yeah. So just so, barely. Can you imagine making a movie that looks like that today for $65 million? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. That... <laughs> That's, it seems like not... so much, and then yeah. you think yeah. that like every major movie that comes out in theaters is like two hundred million dollars. Oh, well, 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 Deadpool was less money than Deadpool. This. Was, but yeah. five, right? Yeah, Deadpool was around fifth, but it's that's different because Deadpool was modern time, so you had modern cars. Well, that, yeah, and it, they did it kind of like in two locations. Oh, you see, you see, they think making it so like making like, like the a 60s, 70s like it, cost like a, more, like a period piece. Gotcha. That that didn't really have one set location, so it was, the most set location was just like California. Mm-hmm. And then, like you shot, they shot a lot in, in, at like night times. They shot a lot at like, you know, on like the highways and in the city. So it is, it is really tough. It's like uh, if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood only took their car scenes, yeah, and like set them at nighttime. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be more expensive. Can, yep. Can we talk about how gorgeous this movie looks, though? So oh, great. <laughs> yeah, like I always like Fincher's like how he like his eyes and like how he uh, always sets up like a city to either be like with with like seven being like a, a like a, a dingy shithole or like mm-hmm. like oh the san francisco like this this california place looks really nice yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like some a lot of the shots that he uses um there was one shot in the in the cab uh scene where it does like the overhead uh like gta style like um oh, like no. camera where the camera's like above the cab and then it stays focused on the cab where the cab is still pointing in the same direction. Oh, they, at least the camera's focused on the cab in the same direction. It makes it look like the block just rotates yeah. to follow it around oh. the corner. I thought that was so cool. And it's, it's like really little things cool. like that. Um, like the there the even the newsroom that they that they manage the dim lighting in areas like his apartment once the whole family's gone or the basement is is just whew. yeah the the basement lighting was insane because even if the guy. Uh... Bob Vaughn was like just helping out. He was lit pretty creepily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, for sure. You're meant to be terrified. You're meant yeah. to be like, terrified. Like it's like the scariest scene in a not horror movie. Right. No, yeah. Like you're like shit's about to go down and then nothing happens. This is yeah. It's the scariest <laughs> scene where nothing happens. Yeah. 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 Um. But about the the cab scene, that's one of the things where there was a little bit of poetic license taken, which I don't understand. Uh, Fincher's thought process on. What so in the, the actual yeah. murder, for whatever reason, Zodiac was sitting in the passenger seat when he shot the cab driver. And the cab oh. driver slumped over onto him, so Zodiac would have been covered in blood, which they right. do mention in the movie that he would have had blood all over him. But the way they shot it in the movie was he was in the back seat when he shot him, and then his blood went forward. 
Yeah. Which meant Zodiac wouldn't have wouldn't been. Have been. Yeah. I guess covered. the sixties were a wild time. You could sit in the front seat of a cab. Get yeah, the fuck out yeah, of well, right? Yeah, but it was weird. See, see, it was a weird choice. Because they even make a point to have um uh uh Jesus, I'm blanking on, on Ruffalo's name. Oh, uh Harry Toski, yeah. They yeah. even they even make a point to have Toski like say, like, well if I'm if I grab you from behind, I shoot you from this way, why would I go around and get in the side? Alright. Like they even yeah. turn that into like a little mini mystery when in fact he never actually did that. Hmm. Right. That's... He was always in the passenger seat. That was one of the things they were baffled by in the case because they were like, who gets a cab and gets in the passenger seat? Yeah. Someone who like, wants to kill so the Like, that's so weird. Um, and then when the cops don't stop him, um, he would have been covered in blood, like Toski says later. He would have been covered in blood. And they're like, well, he was wearing dark clothes. Right. right. Also, it really annoys me how mad he gets at those cops. Yeah, because they were. Per- yeah. It was pretty reasonable. They didn't yeah, know no. they were looking for him. It was dark. It, yeah. Well, they got. Yeah, they got an original call that was for a black guy. A black guy. So yeah. they were only looking for a black guy. So. And it, this was three minutes after it happened. Right. So like it hadn't been corrected. So why would they take the time to stop and question a white dude? Right. Not hurrying, just walking casually down the street when they're looking for a murderer who's supposedly a black person. I, I think it's more just. Um, I don't know. I think it's because it got called out on it. Because, like, in the, the letter it said, like, oh, like, you, your cops were drag racing their motorcycles. And they just w- went right past me. So I think it's more of, like, oh, I got, you know, you got caught with your, like, your ass out. And, like, yeah. oh, all right, well, now yeah. I'm going to take it out on these lowly You made me look cops. like a fool. Yeah, exactly. It's like. <laughs> yeah. I think it is, like, frustration. But every yeah. time I watch it, for whatever reason, that scene really annoys me. <laughs> well, if it had happened later in the movie, it would have made more sense. Because it would have been, like, his obsession sort of, you know, clouding his uh, his judgment to realize that the cops didn't do anything too wrong. But in the beginning, yeah, it seems a little unreasonable. Um, like, these poor guys. Like, they feel bad enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, like, I oh no, like I totally fucked this one up. Do you Chief. think that was no? Do you think that was uh, oh no, uh, Doug? We really fucked this one. Damn up. Damn it, Jenkins! I thought I, I thought I noticed something about him. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy with all the blood on him wasn't wasn't a nice guy. Well, he wasn't black. I didn't know what to do. Uh. <laughs> but oh man, that's yeah. I mean, that is they that is really tough. And good on them for coming forward after even you know. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Yeah, sure that was probably tough. You know, because like to to really uh put yourself under that kind of crossfire whereas i know i know other people would have probably been like well look you know kept that shit real quiet i don't see how this information yeah. will help anyone now we might as well keep this on the dl <laughs> you know yeah. like, um, you know who doesn't need to know this anyone, anyone... <laughs> wow yeah that's that's wild so do you do you guys think there was creative license at the end the very at the last like 45 minutes where it's all graysmith because for me, for him to go to um, go to meet Bob Vaughn at the diner and go back to his place, right? Then go to um, Vallejo, then go to Ruffalo's house, all in the same uh, what you gonna call it? The same rainy night, right? I for me, it that's it. Kind of just seemed like they wanted to get this climax, like yeah, I think they done. were like. They were trying to push it. I think. Yeah, and if they tried to, like, yeah. may, that seemed like something that probably took place over, like, several days. Oh, they, for sure, yeah. You know? They definitely truncated, like, the timeline. Yeah. Um, they, they but wanted... I think I get the feel. It's funny you say that because I never thought about it as being the same. Night. Like, night? I yeah. was just, like, when we wa- last watched it, I turned my husband, I was like, geez, damn, it's always raining in this place. It's What's a... going on? Yeah, so I never even thought. <laughs> I wasn't sure either, it's but like his clothing, rainy season, like it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. His, uh. his clothes and the heavy rain, like it just made me think. Like, I, I, in the movie, I'm thinking like he's not going from place See, to place, is he? These I'm places are far you, apart. If Gyllenhaal had just one gray hair, everyone would have been like, I know the timeline now. Yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> but because that yeah, goddamn years vampire, passed. I mean, a lot of yeah, time exactly. It's like it is one of these things where it's like, all right, everyone else is like fucking been through it but Jonal's just still kind of like light and fresh like a like a little boy well, like, the like, only person like, that really aged is avery and yeah that's more th- i think they're more just trying to show his just descent into drunkenness than anything they were that's <laughs> true yeah they yeah, he, in the four years they didn't really age no yeah um well even even the other cops age donald Logue aged. yeah that's I mean, true 
And, uh, yeah, also, like, the cast in this was surprisingly deep. Like, I didn't realize, like, how many people were going to be in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is full of, hey, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, the, the tagline should be, oh it's, oh, it's, hey, that guy, the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same with the women, like, Ioni Sky showing up. Ioni Sky showing up. Toski's wife is June Diane Raphael, who right. I, I'm, I really love. Um, she's, she's like barely in it. <laughs> one of the hosts of, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, the How This Get Made podcast. Oh shit. Yes. Yes. Same yeah. girl? Same, yeah. Good for her. Yep. Damn. Chloe Sevigny's in this. She was in American Psycho that we just did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, who else? Leah Duvall's at the end there. Yes. Yep. Um, Baker Hall, who's yeah. everyone's like crotchety grandpa's in this, mm-hmm. the, the handwriting <laughs> expert. Yeah. 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 It's, it's... Yeah. I love, um, I, I. I'll give you a little a little lady's take on this movie. Sure. I'm attracted to like every single person in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's a movie of hey, it's that guy, and also hey, it's that guy that's incredibly attractive. Yeah. Uh, now I'm distracted. Well, as as a couple straight men, we felt the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of attractive dudes. In I here. mean, Downey wore the hell out of that like neckerchief. Yeah, yeah. Uh, killed it. Ruffalo rocking that so bow tie. I'm here for it. Oh yeah. my god, Ruffalo with his little bow tie. Your little bow tie. Ooh. Stop it. <laughs> like, it, like I, I was thinking to myself, like, this is a homicide detective that's wearing like this, this bow tie. Like, I would be so fucking intimidated if I was a like a, like a suspect. Like, this guy takes you know, the time to do a bow tie every morning. So he's gonna he's gonna get me. This guy. Is well, I mean, and he and was. Thorough. He's like one of the most famous detectives like in history. I mean. Yeah. To have Dirty Harry based off dirty of you, like, yeah. what? <laughs> uh, like when um, Graysmith is talking to Avery and Toski's leaving the paper, and he's like, oh, he, he wears his gun like bullet. Yeah. And Paul yeah. Avery's like, he got that from him. Like, he got it from Toski. Right. I love it so yeah. much. It's so good. <laughs> Which is funny, because, like, I, you wouldn't think of Mark Ruffalo for that type. But, like, they're like, oh, Dirty Harry? The guy that he's <laughs> yeah. based off of? <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, and if you look at pictures yeah. of Toski, like, the real one, mm-hmm. he looks like a fucking nerd. Does like, he? <laughs> well, yeah I, yeah. yeah, I guess that's, like, the whole, like, poetic license and, like, when they made Dirty Harry compared to, like, now, it's, like, Dirty Harry, like, the Clint Eastwood type, like, the American hero, like, here he is, this bad, and you, like, you know from, like, the start of the movie, this is your hero, compared to, like, uh, Mark Ruffalo's, like, uh, he's a Weasley little guy. Oh, yeah, this dude's a total yeah. dweeb. Yeah, the oh, real sus- one is even nerdier than the suspenders. Mark suspenders. He's got suspenders and the bow tie. Yes. He looks like Bill Nye's tougher cousin. Yeah. Oh my god, he's a treasure. Wow. <laughs> also, I just realized I've been calling him Harry Toski this whole time because it's because uh, he's because of Dirty Harry, but it's actually Dave Toski. Wow. Okay, so I thought that. <laughs> yeah. So I just kept saying his last name because I'm like, either I'm wrong or he's wrong. So I'm, I'm wrong. just going to yeah. say his last name. I'm 100% wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just because it was just the Dirty Harry connection went too far for me. But wow, that is, that's poetic license, getting Clint Eastwood to play this guy. Or yeah, based or off Steve this guy. Yeah, or Steve McQueen All right. Bullet. Yeah. Oh, shit, that's right. Bull- Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was feared in San Francisco, man. Top I, homicide detective. That's awesome. I like that the, like, you could, like, when, when, uh... Yeah, when uh, Toski got he, when he made the phone call on like the police phone in the on the highway, like he wore like a, like a kind of like a turtleneck and a leather jacket. I'm like, oh, so now he's like pretty being in like the French Connection now. Now he's badass. Like, now he's like he's trying to be Gene Hackman all of a sudden. Yeah, with his new partner that never has snacks for him. No, I yeah. know, not one animal cracker. Come on, you got you gotta supply the animal crackers. See, that's what I was most worried about when Bill uh when Bill left. <laughs> I was like, but who's gonna yeah. feed this guy? He's going to mooch food off him. Yeah, it doesn't look like he eats at all outside of this guy giving him his, his scraps. <laughs> yeah, the only time um, that he doesn't mooch food is after he meets with Robert Graysmith in the diner and the he pays second for both time. their meals. Yeah, the yeah. second time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's like, wow, you're you're on to something. I'm going to pay for right. food. Well, that, that goes you, into you the got, whole, like, You did it. Yeah. The whole point of power with food. Like, a lot of, like, in, I know in Tarantino movies where if someone takes food from another person's plate, it's to display, like, either power or uh, like a kind of like a like a character trait like a like a, like a, an obsessive obsessive or someone who doesn't mind getting their hands dirty so like he kind of like it kind of like it looked like he passed it on to Jake Gyllenhaal who uh, yeah. 
Who I don't think he even ate anything after no. after his wife left him. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, no, he never ate again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he subsisted on black coffee and sweat and yep. clues. Yep. Yeah, and clues. Yeah, <laughs> clues are my sustenance. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but what is interesting is how closely, how the one match, um, so, so to speak, um, for the handwriting was Bob Vaughn's handwriting. I think Bob Vaughn did it. That limpy bastard did it. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, was it really a match, though? Well, the K's were off. Yeah. 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 And he was just kind of like, I'm I'm drunk. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it could match. Right. This was him at like his lowest uh, yeah. saying that it matched. Wait, wasn't Ted Cruz that this is Zodiac Killer? Yeah, I believe so. He's the... not old enough. Oh. <laughs> that's that's the game, though. But he's, I, he's fooling us. I like how that's the only thing that discounts him. <laughs> yeah, <that> he... <laughs> his age he's and, also, his, and where he's also he lives. He's a little short. <laughs> he's a little short. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise. Otherwise, he's suspect number one. It would totally be Ted Cruz. Otherwise. I don't even understand how that started. I don't know. Did I'm, someone did I'm he look like a sketch? The kids. No, I, don't I, think, know. I think what happened was it was uh, during the election, and everyone was just like, "This is fucking stupid. Let's just start making fun of people." Oh, like the Epstein didn't kill himself kind of thing. I think so. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Can I just say that's my favorite meme that people are doing right now, where it'll be like a recipe for pie, yeah, <laughs> and it's like all the ingredients, and then the final ingredient is. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> it hits me every time. Yeah. It, I saw they like someone put up a like the Christmas stockings where it, like it spells out Epstein. Oh yes, it. yes. I went into Target last night, kind of like, can I please just see like one one of these words, just like in the Christmas like mug section, right? And I was like, no, nah, I didn't even get anything. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That, it, okay. it's it's funny how pervasive it is people yeah. are putting it everywhere and like the traffic road signs and stuff <laughs> <laughs> so stupid those are surprisingly easy to hack those roads oh yeah it's super easy yeah i think you just need like i'm doing it as we speak look yes. at that no. <laughs> jake gyllenhaal is the do- is the zodiac killer yeah. there it is that's the twist it was him the whole time it was him the whole time that's why he never paul avery he just did a little too much coke and ah. <laughs> I actually kind of thought for like the first, before they jumped into Gyllenhaal's character, because this was the first time I ever saw this movie, I was like, oh really? I was like, oh maybe Gyllenhaal is the fucking Zodiac. That's maybe why he's, he's so interested. For yeah, no like, he specifically committed the murders so that he could write two books about it. Ooh. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I had to write two books, I had to murder somebody about it. Blood but, like, money. Maybe yeah. Them. But like, thinking like he knew it was. He knew about the code. He knew about this. He knew he wouldn't give up his name. He's like, oh, okay. Like, all right. Like, what do you got going on? Like, buddy? And it's, I was like, oh, no. He just wrote the book. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It, it really made him uh, come off as like, kind of a genius in the beginning. And then. Really... I think he's definitely smart. He definitely put a lot of things together. I think ultimately the conclusion he came to was just probably wrong. Right. But based on all the facts initially, I mean, I don't think anyone would have disputed that i mean no yeah he definitely was like he he definitely kind of had like the right path it just yeah with dna evidence now kind of screwing everything up for him well that well, the evidence yeah. in general right that was always his big enemy was that the evidence isn't isn't helping you here it wasn't yeah. perfect yeah right yeah so i mean that's it was like it was like a modern day jack the ripper case for the 60s yeah. 70s yeah kind of i mean that's kind of what like makes him a good author though is that you everything except evidence i, I, I think him writing the book was like the perfect everything except the truth him. held him back yeah 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 because <laughs> yeah, he had all of it except the things that would that you don't need for fiction which is evidence right you know um so i so he definitely found his you know niche there as far as like what to do with his obsession um i i one thing i do th- kind of thought i i kind of thought was interesting was um what when what his wife said it was like oh it's like the date that never ended right it's like, yikes that yeah was, i was like ouch yeah. dang lady Sick burn cuts but, to the bone to the bone i mean isn't that every relationship though yeah. they know where to get you <laughs> yeah, you know significant others they know where to where yeah, to hit i mean if you're liking your time isn't everything like kind of like you know if it's a good date and then yeah. a good relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, she she could have left. She had all she could have right. just left right like, there. I feel like it was it kind of jumped from uh are you sure you want to do this to I'm taking everyone and leaving goodbye. Right. You know? I'm telling you, one gray hair and you would have known how long Joan Hall's been I working at this. I was going to say again, it's been years. I mean, yeah. they have two two additional children. Yeah. Right. And I think the youngest one is like 2. 
but I do like how the older no. one that was also watching... stayed the same age. Still yeah, he just kid. grew his hair a little bit. <laughs> Come on. Dude, they didn't age him up either. What's these jeans? What are these? <laughs> it's Jillian Hall jeans. <laughs> um, but I do like uh, when it's when the net when the newest letter came out, how the son wanted to go watch with him because he right. was used to being involved in the case. Um, I thought that was a nice touch. You know, like yeah. four years later, that ha- a nice family bonding thing to see him like set yeah. up a crime center with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole time he seems like a pretty good dad. Yeah. If anything, you know, he's he's doing his best. I really love the scene where he's going to like put his son on the bus. And t- yeah. yeah. And then he just like is like nope 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 nope. Right. And just like <laughs> grabs him by the arm and like rips him off the yeah. bus Leaves like the other a rag kids doll. There, but yeah. <laughs> not my kid, not my problem. Not your kid, not your problem. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know. He, he's just, you know, obsession be like that sometimes, you know, addiction be like that where, you know, he, he, he's doing whatever he can. He just can't focus on anything else. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. And I think Jill Hall does a really great job of, of highlighting that. Yeah. And obviously Fincher and knowing how to move the camera like a maniac. Like yeah. a beast. I feel like it's always, the, the shot's always moving in three directions at once. Yeah. You know, it's like rotating, panning and tilting all at once. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he, uh. Fincher is great, like, we, we saw with, like, Seven, he's great at, like, setting up unsuspecting tension, so you don't think the scene's gonna be as tense as it's gonna end up, and then it just kind of just flows into, and you're like, oh, shit, like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. And, like, that's where he kind of, like, he kind of, he's, he's mastered that whole, that whole vibe. Yeah, he even is able to put some, like, creepy shots into, like, scenes that aren't creepy. Like, he, when you hear the, um, and it, and it just, it does, still does the desired effect to put you... Uh, uh, to knock you off kilter like when he gets a call from the heavy breathing and the camera like pans to show his wife out of focus in the doorway mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like alright that's clearly his wife nothing's it was her wrong the whole time. She no. <laughs> from the other line yeah. the call was coming from inside of the house <laughs> like nothing was creepy about it but just the fact that he used like that kind of horror technique made you feel more uncomfortable about the breathing yeah. you know which I thought was like really uh, really slick you know, and th- th- I feel like it's something that he does a lot in Mindhunter, too. Fincher's good. Mm, Fincher's big sure. on serial killers. Well, he's, yeah. He's good. Yeah, yeah he's every. Yeah, he's I, good. He's good. He's, 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 <laughs> he's really, one of those guys. He's, he likes his people that kill other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he's got more non-serial killer movies yeah. than serial. Uh, yeah, he's got not more non. Yeah, he's got the social network. He's got, you know. I mean, Gone Girl, there is murder in it. Gone Girl, there's murder. a serial killer. She just kills <laughs> well, killer one killers. Guy. Yeah, she just kills that little bitch. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that guy was a dweeb. <laughs> Damn. Oh, he but... did Benjamin Button? I don't did think he did any... Benjamin Button? I don't think there's any murders yeah. in Benjamin Button. Wow. No, that's probably one of my least favorite. He directed his... Suit and Tie with JT and Jay-Z. The, yeah, he did the, the the music video, and that you could say yeah. that killed the whole game. Oh, that, no. killed, <laughs> that killed everybody. That oh, music video. That was. A... <laughs> he has so many music videos under his belt. It's wild. It's it's really impressive. Uh, Panic Room. <laughs> oh yeah, love Panic Room. People died. Yeah, I'm telling, uh, you. I'm telling you, he's just got he's just had poor matchups. It's not his fault. It's technically my fault since I set the seeds and in, in the brackets. In the, torna- in the yeah, tournament, in the tournament, you mean? Yeah. I mean, if he, I got, maybe he might get a favorable break this year, next year. Who knows? Wait, did he? I, is he on for World War Z two? He did he do World War Z one? He didn't do World War Z one, did he? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I think he produced. But it. I did. I did see that 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 was in pre production, and I hadn't heard that he was doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that talk about creative license there. Jeez. Oh my god! So annoying. <laughs> nothing like it. That I is... know. Call it something else. Yeah. Why use the name <laughs> if you're gonna make it nothing like the the source material? Brad Pitt vs. Zombies. Yeah, yeah, even that, fine. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, we've come to a point right now where we usually like rate the movie from one to ten, or, uh, well, this is this isn't the kind of movie that we'd have like the two scale rating. No, on. no, this is definitely like a precise well, one through ten kind of movie. And by precise, we usually mean we end up choosing different numbers and just picking yeah. like and try to average it out. Yeah, try to average it. <laughs> um, we'll do it three ways this time. Yep. Um. So. Brian, well, let's start with you. What would you give this movie out of ten? Out of ten, I'd give this around a like a seven, like a, like a six and a half, seven. Yeah, I would. Six I was, and a half, seven. I, 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 like, I have a really weird like. It's not like a bad score. Like a six is like kind of 
like I mean, it's above like, average. Yeah, it's yeah. just like uh, certain like like the time. Like I get really kind of like also maybe if I didn't come home at two o'clock in the morning and watch it right after. I was gonna say one, you always do that. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah. but then uh, two, it's... all your movies are six and a half sevens. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's maybe a, it's a bit of a slow burn to be coming home at two a.m. Right. and putting on like a almost three hour long. Yeah. yeah, like I made myself <laughs> some cauliflower uh, cauliflower gnocchi, and I was like, okay, well now I'm gonna sit in and watch this movie. I'm like, wow, I did not like. Yeah. I did not expect this slow of a burn. See, like, I uh, I tried to watch it last night. And, but like late, late, not late, but late for me at like 10. And then, you know, started dozing. And then I watched it again this morning from the jump and enjoyed it much more. But, uh, and I think the first, between the first murder and I think about 45 minutes in for me kind of dragged. And then it picked up from there and just kept going at a really really good yeah, pace once once jill and hole and downey started working together that's where like, yeah it picked okay. up for me yeah Maybe, yeah that could be it like, that's why i'm leaning more towards like a seven and it's like a, like yeah yeah so, for me yeah. i would i'd say two out of the three movies two out of the three hours of this movie were really really good um so i i was thinking you know a higher seven not towards a higher seven closer to the eight range for me okay as you can see, Melissa, very precise. Uh, <laughs> where I, where would you put it, Melissa? Oh boy, I'm I'm. Go high. Don't don't yeah, don't, don't let don't, us yeah. don't let us affect your score. If, if oh, it's... I will not. Good, good. <laughs> she already just wrote um, us both off with like yeah. a seven. Like, go fuck yourself, guys. Yeah. Um, well, when I love things, like I I really go hard for them. Yeah. So um, I don't. It's almost a perfect movie for me. So yeah. I'm probably gonna give it like a nine. Yeah. Okay. It might be, I think depending on my mood, it would be a 10. Right, okay. like, sure. But like, yeah, because it's almost a perfect movie for me. I I adore it. So this almost, movie averages at about an 8. But to, is, on, a movie mayhem 8. For you, it is, is still a 9. Um, And for you, it, is, it will always be 6.5, yeah, like, 7. Whatever. And I, uh, yeah, I think, I'm not that great at judging movies. Yeah, so we'll, we'll call well, it Well, it's an about what, how you feel yeah. and what you like. Because it's, you know, it's not a scientific method. No, because yeah, I mean, I... Definitely I, not for us. I really like... <laughs> Like that that seventies like set like the sixty seventies thing like I like when the nice guys came out that was like kind of my jam mm-hmm. and yeah. but like I don't know it's just something about like that that slow intro kind of like threw me off set you on the wrong foot yeah 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 okay so I'm here for a slow burn so okay. awesome there you have it and, and plus <laughs> and plus you're you're a big true crime girl so yep. that, that's uh, true yeah. that, it's right up your alley um but anyway guys so that's the shoot uh, Melissa. We're gonna wrap up here. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on and and picking this movie for us and talking about it with us. Uh, it was great having you. You, uh, you, you elevated than... our uh, review game real quick. Yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah. put Thank us on you. another level. And you're always welcome back. Uh, if you want to tell us a little bit about Drunk Dish before uh, we plug our shit, please shoot your shot. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I am one of three hosts on Drunk Dish Podcasts. Um, it's a food history podcast. Uh, so essentially every episode, it's myself, my best friends, Amy and Kate. Um, and we have a cocktail at the beginning of the episode that I do a history on um, or tell a story about. Uh, and then um, Amy usually takes over and talks about some sort of food history topic. Um, but it is not serious. It is definitely not dry because uh, obviously we're drinking throughout. Right. <laughs> um, so we get a little wild. There you go. Um, but <laughs> it's it's really, really fun. We've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot from doing it, which is super cool. Um, our last episode was called <laughs> Mama Mama My Lorona. Um, <laughs> and that came out right before Halloween and it is our Halloween episode. So nice. we do talk about kind of the history of Halloween and it's pagan roots and um, soul cakes, which are really cool. So if you're interested in hearing about any of that stuff, make sure you look us up. Give us a little like. We appreciate it and our one fan that listens to movies. So <laughs> we have one of those yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. As, as we always say, if you really want to like, you really want people to see your comments, I always give them a five star review, then then comment. So yeah, make sure you give her a five star. Give a five star, give a five star <laughs> and then say what you gotta say. So Melissa, I saw you did the the great peanut butter debate. Peanut butter is one of uh, it's top top three that I can eat it at any time. Oh, it's, for sure. It's one of so, so one of your nicknames. That's true. The peanut butter lover. That is yeah. one of my nicknames. Um, can so your nickname's longer than your actual name. It, way longer. <laughs> <laughs> so much longer. Yeah. Um, can you tell me something I don't know about peanut butter? Oh, Lord. On the spot. Um, Here yeah. you go. 
George Washington Carver didn't invent it. Oh, who um, did? He invented processes to grow peanuts. He also invented crop rotation, like planting different things to make sure the soil doesn't get depleted of all its nutrients. And he also did a lot of stuff with sweet potatoes, but he did not invent peanut butter. Wow. Peanut butter was invented by a Canadian whose name I cannot remember. I feel, I feel, I feel betrayed. Yeah. (laughs) And what's your favorite brand of peanut butter? Jeff. There you go. All right. She's good. Oh, oh, oh. crunchy or or creamy. It also won our taste test and the Twitter poll. So, (laughs) so do you prefer crunchy or creamy? Creamy. And oh wow, okay. Oh, do you do you like crunchy? I'm a crunchy guy. I think this podcast. Wow, is all this. I don't think I've ever met a crunchy guy. Yeah, I I, <laughs> oh, no. I like the texture. You know what's funny? My, I once gave, I once had crunchy peanut butter, and I gave it to like my little cousin a peanut butter sandwich. He goes, "Oh, thank you for putting the peanuts in. That's such a nice touch." I'm like, it's like what? <laughs> like gourmet. You yeah, he's like, he's like, I didn't know you had peanuts. Like I you crushed them and yeah. sprinkled them. He's like, thank you for doing that. That was really nice of you. I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you ever want to be look extra classy on a date, make it the crunchy yeah. peanut butter jelly. Tell me you put it on yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, and what are your thoughts on honey roasted peanut butter? Uh, it's good. All right. Okay, good. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, all it. peanut butter is roasted. Well, honey. First. I just meant the honey more. But, so but the honey part, yeah, because I, I really love making toast and putting peanut butter and then putting honey on mm-hmm. the peanut butter. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm here for that. Yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh... <laughs> Melissa, you know, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Drunk Dish Podcast, check it out, guys. Also, you can always uh, hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram and Movie Mayhem Podcast. This is going to be a hard one to Instagram. I'm yeah. I'm going to let you know right now. It's going to be a tough one for yeah. me to do. Where can they find you on Twitter, uh, uh, Melissa? Um, so we're drunk, drunk Dish Pod on drunk Twitter. Drunk Dish Pod. There you go. Yeah. Um, you could always, if you want to buy your shit, Movie. Oh, uh... uh, yeah, that's right. If you want to buy a crappily made shirt, uh, tpublic.com <laughs> backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast. There's some pretty damn bad designs. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100 percent. But they're all good to wear. They're all they're all super comfy. Yeah, so, I didn't make the shirts. I'm just I just made the design. So the shirts are pretty cool. The shirts are good. You could you could wash off that crap on the front. So. We have pillows too if you want to yes. if you want to cry into them after our, our reviews. So guys, um, and and once again, same with the drunk dish. If you enjoy our podcast, always feel free to give us a, a like, a five star review, and anything you want to, however you want to. And make your likeness of us acknowledge. Yes. Oof, that was rough. Yeah. Uh, guys, keep, uh, keep. Thank you so much for listening. It's an hour and six, and we respect that. And, and uh, we'll have more views come through very, very soon. Yes. All right. So thanks so much for listening, and peace out. See you later.